It is the return of Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm George. I'm Melissa. And tonight we're going to review AEW Dynamite from 127. Yep. We've been going for a while. But now we're back. We don't really need to go into why, I don't think. No. Nobody, nobody cares. It <laughs> don't matter. Nobody gives a shit. But we're back. We're going to be doing this weekly now, so you're stuck with us. Yeah, and if the audio is weird, it's because our microphone broke. I don't know what the hell's going on, but it suddenly broke. So I hope you're not real picky about your audio. <laughs> oh, if they're picky about audio, they haven't been with us. Yeah, that's so. true. All right. So we launch with uh, Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, At one point, Eddie gets choke slammed over the rope onto the apron, and I'm pretty sure he died for a second. I'm, his soul left his body. I'm so afraid someone's gonna, like, paralyze themselves on one of these apron bumps that they do. They really like the apron bumps in AEW. They sure do. To a scary degree. I like them, too. I mean, it, it makes for a great <laughs> visual, but Jesus, like, Eddie is not a, uh, Eddie doesn't seem like he can uh, withstand that kind of punishment. Well, let's hope he can. They brawl outside the ring for a bit. Eddie gets turned into the cameraman. At one point, Lance walks the top rope, does a goddamn backflip. That's that's some crazy shit for such a big dude. That's impressive. Yes. And then uh, the Butcher and Blade come out. Drag Jake the Snake's ass. Yeah, this distracts Lance. And while that's happening, Bunny gives Eddie, like, I don't know what it is, like a metal slug or something? A knuckle duster is the word they use. What the fuck is a knuckle duster? Is that like brass knuckles? Pretty much. Uh, she gives him some metal. He gives Lance a back fist. He gets the win. They come in. They beat on him a little bit more. He gets a second back fist. I noticed he had like a mark on his eye. He did. That he, got, was... he got like actually hit. Yeah, that was a legitimate <laughs> boo-boo he got on his face. But yeah, Eddie gets the win. I didn't see that coming. Me neither. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to more of this feud. Me too. I'm not mad at it. All right. After that, we get a little bit of Moxley talking. And where was John Moxley with this? He looked like he was standing outside of like a like a metal fence that you would see outside of like a military base or something. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. He's always somewhere. He's on there. He's talking about how the elite has drama and Kingston and the Lucha Bros have drama. He talks about how he's a simple man. Likes his oh, God. Beer cold. His coffee hot. His water. Room temperature. Room temperature. And don't it, you know it? He likes to have sex in the morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it, that, we're making fun of it. But that, it, was, it was a good promo. He talks about... How he loves a six-man match because they have a six-man match coming up. I'm saying they, but who who the fuck's in that match? So it's Kenny and... Is it the Good Brothers? Kenny and the Good Brothers? Yeah. Versus him and Pac and Phoenix? Yes, because uh, Pentagon is injured. Yeah. For... Man, we're really good at this because like, we don't even fucking know what the match he's promoting is. Exactly. But it doesn't matter. It's a six-man match with Moxley in it. You're going to fucking watch it. You're going to fucking watch it. Talks about how he loves six-man matches because it's gang warfare. The whole promo was fun. Sold me on the match. Imagine As if that. I had to be sold on it. 
Imagine that, a promo that is fun. It's fun, likable, enjoyable, great. Chef's kiss. A plus. Then after that, we get Sting and Darby doing a little promo. I like this, but this was goofy. It was goofy. I hate to say it, but Sting's kind of goofy. Sting is very goofy. Especially compared to Darby. Like, I know they're doing this whole Sting dad thing, but Sting is acting too much like a dad in this <laughs> promo. he is. So, Sting talks about how he got his feelings hurt when it was a Team Taz called him hoodlums. Oh, my yeah. <laughs> but then he turns to Darby and says, Darby is a hoodlum. And then Darby says, well, in the streets, it's about survival. Then he throws a skateboard through the... He breaks a window with a skateboard. God. And then he tells Sting, you're no different than me, or I'm no different than you, or something like that. And then Sting breaks the window with his bat. Oh, shit. And goes, I am a hoodlum. God. You know, it's goofy, but I liked it. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't mind it, but I mean, Sting... Sting you know, is coming off a little bit like a, a dorky dad. The, You know, we, we talk about Kenny kind of losing a little bit of his mystique. Oh, yeah, I got some shit to say about that later. Um, I think they need to watch their ass with Sting because you do not want Sting to lose the mystery. And I yeah, feel like they're God. headed in that direction. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So... I mean, so far as I'm not mad at, but I'm worried down the line we're going to be like, ugh, Sting. Yeah. That fucking dork. <laughs> Speaking of which, that brings us to our next match. Uh, we're talking about people we're sick of. <laughs> Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho and MJF, MJF come out with the inner circle. I got to talk about this. Wait, they're fighting the Varsity Blondes. Yes. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Talk about what? So Jericho and MJF come out and they've... They've done this weird mashup of their two themes. Uh, you know, I like both of those themes separately, but together it just doesn't work. Uh, it kind of sounds like shit. And honestly, that's a great metaphor for this pairing. Mm-hmm. I Two great tastes that go awful together. For anyone who knows the Mighty Boosh, knows this reference. <laughs> Combining two great things to make something not quite as good as either. Yes. <laughs> just not. Oh, I hope they retire that music. Oh, and for anyone who hasn't seen this, I'm not going to get into it, but go look it up. MJ, not MJF, Jericho and Cornette have been fighting a little bit on the Twitter. And uh, Jim Cornette, I mean. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. But goddamn, does that man know how to insult a person? Ooh. I I had my feelings hurt, and he was talking about Jericho. And, like, a lot of what he said is true. Jericho's... But goddamn, I feel like Jim Cornette knows how to recognize what people are self-conscious about, and he just fucking tears them apart. Jim Cornette's a scary man. I mean, Jericho... I mean, I don't know what happened... But, I mean, it's from where he was, like, three, four years ago. And, I mean, he wasn't a young man then. I mean, he's really... Oh, no, I don't want to make comments about the way people look. It's some Dorian Gray shit. Like, I'm not I'm not commenting on... Oh, uh, I well, you know what? You can, because, A, he's a Trump-supporting asshole. Oh. B... That still doesn't mean I want to make fun of the way he looks. He's a but COVID I will say, spreader. 
Okay. I didn't want to get into it, but Jim Cornette says he went around spreading this virus to, like, fulfill his midlife crisis. And I thought, God damn, is that spot on. That was so spot on. Oh, but I had my feelings hurt by it. It's not even, he's not even talking to me. God. That vicarious. Jim Cornette is the ultimate insulter. I just feel like every time he talks about something, I'm always like, oh, I'm glad he's not talking to me. (laughs) You know what he is? He's a masterful shit poster. (laughs) He's the ultimate. He's the king of that. God, Jim Cornette for Stud of the Night? Absolutely (laughs) not. And never, ever will that happen. All right. Don't take this as me saying I fucking like Jim Cornette. Don't say never. Or I agree with everything Jim Cornette says, because that's a no. That's hey, a big old no. Anything can happen on correct opinions on wrestling. <sighs> All right. Anyway, Jericho and MJF versus the Varsity Blondes. Starts out the match. MJF tells Sammy he has to talk to him after the match. And then he goes up to Griff and tells him he wants him to say, I quit. This is like a callback to another match they had. Yada, yada. He won't say it, so MJF grabs a chair. The inner circle keeps him from using the chair. He gets all fucking grumpy and tags out. He grabs the chair because Griff actually gets some offense in, and he's pissed. Griff got a lot of offense in. I For this match, the Varsity Blondes got like all the offense, and then Jericho hits a Judas effect and then proves he can do a lion salt. After last week. Take that, Jim Cornette. <laughs> that that line saw last week, that was a little bit terrifying. If if you didn't see it, he like pretty much lands on his fucking head. But uh yeah, he proved he could still do it. I don't know what happened last week. But yeah, like Varsity Blonde's got all this offense in and then Jericho comes in with two moves at the end and and that's, that's fucking that it. it. That's it. So next week. Dylan, what are you touching there? Just fixing that. It was up? a little high. The audio was a little high. Yeah, well, better to hear. Nah. <laughs> so next we have... Not this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have Pac doing a promo, which is always a delight. He's a spooky, scary man. He's a scary man. He uh, says Kenny's been old Billy Big Bollocks. Says uh, his little group has been a pack of dirty mongrels. And says next week, which I guess is them referencing a six-minute match, right? There are going to be consequences. There will be consequences. This was terrifying. Pac is absolutely terrifying. I feel like Pac is like the most fucking underrated person in wrestling. I agree. His wrestling is phenomenal. I think his promos are amazing. He's got a great character. I'm ready for this bastard to be champ. He is going to sneak into the world title picture at some point, just slip in there, and then he's just going to be great. Like, it's just going to be... Well, I hope it happens soon, because I would love to see that. I mean, there are other people in line. We know that. I don't give a rat's ass about the line. Do you give a rat's ass about the line? (laughs) Let us know in the comments below. I love Pac. Hashtag rat's ass. I feel like if you watch wrestling and you don't like Pac, I feel like you need to really examine yourself. God, remember something wrong with you. Remember when WWE wasted him as that fucking goofy I superhero at one gimmick? Point, 
God. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. The whole, like, fucking uh, green. Oh, the green era the green thing with that yeah. actor. But remember when. Did, am I making this up? He was, like, the fucking 205 live champ. Yes. And then he lost to Enzo. Yes. I, I, that's not a fever dream that happened. That actually happened. My God. Well, what are you going to do? Vince McMahon's a genius. <laughs> don't don't mess with genius like that. God damn. All right. Now for the fucking. We got oh, a, we got Jesus a little Christ. clip. Oh, they had their awards, which was something. Yeah, it was a thing. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. And, and yeah, Shaq was on there, and at one point he addresses Cody, calls him a little punk, says he looks like a little girl, and they're gonna do something in March. And I just thought, please, God, no. Shaq just No, is... God, no, please, no. Shaq is really selling this feud, isn't he? <laughs> He's like, you got blonde hair, you look like a little girl. <laughs> we'll fight in March. <laughs> Pay me. Wait, who who are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm Shaq. Oh, okay. It sounded like somebody else. I, I, I am Shaq. I didn't know if you knew that, but I'm, a, I'm not a tiny stump man. I'm a... Yeah, you're bud. So then we I have know, damn it. Cody coming out with Arn and like so they're coming out to do their like little promo in the ring and it hits Cody's music and it's a long fucking operatic fucking entrance and I just thought please hurry the fuck up get in the fucking ring. So he comes out, he wants to respond to fucking Jade What is it Jade said in the waiting room bit last week? Like, if Brandy ever comes back, something I'm a beat, pause, pause, dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, I like it. And, uh, yeah, so that happened, and he needs to talk about it, but he defers to Arn. Arn talks about how Cody's gonna be a daddy. He starts telling a story about Dusty seeing his boy be born, and the camera cuts to Cody, and he's fucking weeping about his daddy. <laughs> Absolutely nothing about this promo worked for me. It was straight, awkward garbage. I don't mind hearing Orn talk, but I just don't want to hear the fucking story. I don't I care. Don't, I don't. I don't hear about Cody's kid. You know, Britt Baker had a great line on the waiting room where he said, "Oh yeah, you know, great. That kid's gonna have an action figure before me." Oh my god. I just want to say, because we didn't do a podcast from last week. That Brit was last week, or was it the week before? I think it was last week. It might have been the week before. It might have been, but Britt Baker face turn confirmed. <laughs> For me, when she was making fun of Cody, I was like, damn, Britt Baker's a fucking hero in this story. <laughs> She's supposed to be a heel? <laughs> but anyway. She burned Brandy's ass being off TV, like, great, great, Thank thankful. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Brandy's out because she's pregnant. So, Red Velvet comes out. She's going to be Cody's, like, tag partner or whatever the fuck's going on. She says she's sick of Jade, and she's going to stir her bitch ass up. Oh, get it? Because she's named after a cake. I mean, that's her thing. She does a stir. Yeah, I'm Don't fine. Be, I'm... You're being a shithead now. I, I feel like it was... T she came out, and she was totally Red fine. Velvet was the best part of this. No, I absolutely totally... agree inoffensive uh you know she's it was inoffensive i didn't mind you know it. what as long as cody gets 
placed in these bullshit desperation angles for mainstream coverage. Um, oh, the pop culture shit? Yeah, I'm good with that because I don't want him anywhere near the top of the card. Yeah. And then next we had them talking about Kip and Penelope's wedding coming up, which I believe is next week. Is next week beach break? Yes. Okay, yeah, so their wedding's coming up, and he's like, I'm excited to marry her, and she's like, I'm excited to marry Kip, and I was like, I don't believe you. She said, the man, I'm gonna marry the man of my dreams, and he goes, yes, I am dreamy. Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, all I drew for this whole segment was a little meh face, because, and I wrote, Penelope, I don't believe you. Oh, man. I have hated this since it started. I'm just glad we're not getting, you know, weeks on weeks on weeks of just goofy shit with, you know, Trent as the butler. It's Chuck. Chuck. Chuck Taylor. Trent's out. Yeah. Well, I'm so good at this. Any hizzle. After that, we have our Hangman versus Ryan Nemeth match. Uh, he, he has no entrance. He's just already in the ring when Hangman comes out. And, uh, yeah, it's good old Cleveland's own Dolph Ziggler's brother. And my question is... Why? Why does he get to premiere on Dynamite with no... Like, he's never been on Dark or anything? Because he's a name. I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna say any shit, because, like, maybe people are good friends with him or maybe he's like super great and he deserves this well it didn't come across on tv so i mean i don't know anything about him but like he looks like he should be a third with the varsity blondes i mean that that's the level he seems to be at what do you mean his level how just like how he looks and just his yeah, but I, no, I don't want to shit talk because i don't know anything about him like maybe he's like a big deal for somewhere I guess. I don't know. I just don't want to say shit yet because I want to see what comes out about him because I don't know anything about him. And next, Matt Seidel confirmed. So, Hamian comes out and his little thing says he's accompanied the little thing with his name says he's accompanied by crippling emotional baggage. Oh. And, um... The poor boy. Yeah, so the match is happening and, uh, Matt Hardy comes out. Big Money Matt comes out. And he's scouting Hangman as the match is happening. Uh, Hangman hits the buckshot lariat for the win. And then Matt comes in to tell him, I support you and I'm concerned about you. He tells him he's a good person. And he invites him to share his dressing room. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's how I feel about this. Okay. Even Tony Schiavone was like, you should probably take him up on that. <laughs> Yeah, because apparently Hangman's been getting dressed in the hallway across from catering. Well, the boy's a loner. The boy's got nowhere to go. I don't know why he doesn't just don't join the goddamn Dark Order. That's got to be happening, right? Like, we got to get hope. there. I hope so. So, then after that, we have Dax Harwood. That's, that's his name, right? Yep. Harwood? It sounds weird. Versus Jungle Boy. Tolly and Cash are handcuffed to Luchasaurus so nobody can interfere. And uh, it's a really good match. First, I just have to say, that entrance music 
was a great buy. Oh yeah, Jungle Boy's intro. I don't know. I don't remember what it is, but Tarzan Boy. Is that the name of the song? Tarzan Boy. That's great. Um. So yeah, Jungle Boy taps out Dax for the win, and it was just a, such a solid match. Like I thought, they brought out the best in each other. They have like slightly different wrestling styles. I guess different, different, not slightly different, but it really worked together. And I thought it was my match of the night. You know what really works here? The fact that, yeah, you know, Jungle Boy tapped Dax out, but I feel like that still is okay because Dax is primarily a, a tag team wrestler and Jungle Boy is really more of a singles guy. Is he? I mean, I feel like that's how they're trying to position him. Yeah. I, 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 you just have to go watch the match. Like, I didn't even really write anything down about it because I was just, uh, just fucking watching it. It was just good. There was, like, you know, Jungle Boy doing his stuff. The near falls and reversals in this match were incredible. Yeah, and, like, their, um, roll-up spots at the end. Yes. It was, I just couldn't believe how entertaining and good it was. Like, I want to see more of this feud. Because I thought they just really worked together well. I, I If they put this match on again next week, I would happily watch it. I wouldn't even question it. It was just, it was really good. But after the match, Tully Blanchard with the pocket sand. <laughs> yeah, he fucking throws powder in Luchasaurus's face. And um, throws so him into the ring post. They go up into the ring and beat up Jungle Boy, and uh, then they beat up Luchasaurus. They handcuff Luchasaurus to the ropes, and they cut off his horns. Oh, no. And then they're going to cut Jungle Boy's fucking hair off. And then Marco Stunt runs down with a chair and He's got Top Flight and SCU with him. But, yeah. So, I mean, this means, uh, what, eight, ten-man, ten-man incoming? Ten man, probably. I feel like they just brought them out too because Marco isn't very intimidating because he's mm. got like a hurt arm. Okay, yeah. But yeah, solid all the way around. Would watch it again next week. Definitely, that was a, that was a great match. Okay, so then we have a weird bit. Taz. We have Team Taz. They're outside where the trucks are. Apparently, there's just a merch table set there's up. Just a random merch table in the dark. And outside the arena, <laughs> next to the production truck. <laughs> yeah, don't question it. Don't pull with that thread. So, they go up to the merch people, and because they have Sting and Darby gear up, and not Team Taz shirts... You know that Hook merch is a, a top <laughs> seller. So, they beat the hell out of the merch people. Put them through a table. And I just thought... To me, personally, this does not make Team Taz look good. This makes them seem petty and jealous. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, you don't have our t-shirts. Oh. oh. Why aren't we as famous as them? I'm mad. I don't know. Yeah, this didn't really work for me. Um, It didn't kill it. No, it didn't kill it. I, I see what they're going for, but just to me, personally, it just makes them seem jealous and petty. Yeah, it was a dud of a, dud of a promo. I mean, it's whatever. And then? 
Sammy, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Sammy and MJF. Wait. Have, what? You oh. skipped Britt Baker versus Shanna. Oh. You dumbass. All right. So Britt Baker comes out with Reba. She's fighting Shanna, who comes out like super cute and does a little like getting ready dance in the ring, which is adorable. She's got her Goku gear on. Yeah. She's super cute. So basically, they have a match, blah, blah, blah. Reba interferes. Britt Baker puts in the lockjaw for the win. And then Thunder Rosa comes out to attack Britt to further that. Because they have, I think their match is next week. Yeah. Beach break. Or is that for Revolution? No, Beach Break. Yeah, so Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa is happening next week. So this was just to further that storyline. How'd you feel about this match? I can't even remember it. Same. (laughs) Oh, no, I feel like such an asshole now. Why? Because I sound like an asshole. No, you don't. No, I really am. Well, you are an asshole, but you don't sound like one. I just personally didn't enjoy it. No, we're allowed to shit on things on correct opinions on wrestling. I know, but like these are people who work hard and... I'm just like some random asshole just saying stuff. I feel bad sometimes. Well, don't. New Year's I know resolution. you don't. I sure don't. Alright, now say what you Maybe were going to say. Maybe I should. Yeah, you should. Um, Sammy and MJF have a little moment backstage. MJF tries to do the same buddy-buddy act he's using on the rest of the inner circle. Sammy's not falling for it. Um... Sammy says, you may have everyone else fooled, but I'm not buying it. And MJF gets in his face and is like, you sure you want to play it this way, buddy? It seems all. I ain't playing. God damn. <laughs> it, it worked for me. Like, I felt like that was simple like to, to the point. I would like to see Sammy step up. I think we're going to. I think that's got to be the long-term I'm, booking I'm ready there. for it, because... Honestly, since the whole MJF inner circle thing has happened, I have wanted it to end. Yeah, it is not. Oh, we already touched on this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I love to repeat myself. I know you do. To the main event. Wait, I just want to say first, they had a little, like, they talked a little bit about what's coming up in AEW. So here's something interesting. There's a tag team battle royale coming up. And the Young Bucks are in it. And if they win, they get to pick... They're who they're gonna fight at Revolution, and uh, well, I guess we'll we'll touch on that after this after this main event, and then and something else I want to talk about is there's a women's number one contender. Yes. What what's the word for this? Eliminator. 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 And my question is, I don't know if they've mentioned this or not yet. On the graphic, one side has an American flag and one side has, uh, the Japanese flag. So is this going to be like a whole side of the bracket, Japanese women's wrestling? I think it's going to be. Because, yes, please. They need that. Please let that be what's happening. But why else would they have the Japanese flag on one side? Fix the shit show division. Well, don't don't fucking hold your breath. All right. Got to manage my expectations. That's what life's all about. So then before the main event. We have a little backstage with the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks. And they're talking about, you know, working together and the gangs back together and everything. And the Young Bucks say they don't want fucking creepy Uncle Don around. Uncle Don. 
So then Kenny and Dawn come in as they're talking, and everybody starts bickering. Okay, so what happened with fucking his face? So the Young Bucks are saying they didn't hit him. Dawn's saying they did. And I feel like I called this. The angle is he he Mark Wahlberg's himself. Mark Wahlberg from Fear himself. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably what happened. So they're bickering, but it gets interrupted by the Young Bucks music hitting for the main event. Which is Young Bucks and the Good Brothers versus Uno, Grayson, Silver, and Reynolds from the Dark Order. And I wrote here, the Good Brothers are nasty. Yeah. Oh. Why are they so nasty? Doc Gallows comes out during his entrance just flopping his fucking belt <laughs> up and down like a dick. <laughs> They're so nasty. They got some nasty fucking... They need to calm down. <laughs> oh, no, no, you know what? I, they Don't need to keep down. it just at the level they're at. <laughs> but can you imagine if they turn it up? Ooh. They'll have to just shut this whole thing down. Nail it shut. Nail it shut. They need to calm down. Um. Yeah, so I, I mean, I wrote down things that happened in the match, but I kind of just want to like get to the gist of it. So, it, it was an extremely fast and physical match, which I appreciated. John Silver looked John so Silver good. Cleaned house. He was running wild. He got a near fall on Nick. He seriously, he was just running around, knocking everyone out. He looks so good. Jr. says he's a little powerhouse. He is. And he sure is. He sure the fuck is. And the Dark Order looked so good. Yes. Everyone on the team looked good, but like Silver and Reynolds, their tag team work when they're like double teaming. Great. It's so impressive. But, like, Udo and Grayson looked really great, too. But Silver is a breakout star. Like, he is going to go to the moon. Fucking Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Oh, my God. So great. Um, But, of course, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers pick up the win after a Meltzer driver on Stu. Dark Order had it won until Gallus broke up the pin. Well, that's how tag team wrestling works. What? <laughs> the quad super kick was impressive. Was it? I liked it. It was fun. It was a fun thing to watch. I don't, I mean. I've got, I've got some some opinions. You got some opinions on the on the super kick? No, on the whole thing. All right, let's hear it. So, well, after the match, Matt has the mic and he's selling the battle royale. He pretty much implies that if they win. He doesn't say it, but it's, like, obvious. They said they get to pick their competitors, okay. and it's pretty obvious they're going to pick the Good Brothers. And then commentary actually spells that out for you. Yeah, so I feel like they're already telling me the Young Bucks are going to win, and they're going to challenge the Good Brothers. <laughs> so Title for title? I don't know. Cause I guess I, we'll see. Because I assume that's what this whole thing is for, is for a... I don't know if this shot. is guaranteed yet, but I saw a whole thing where Revolution's just going to be Impact versus Oh, man. Well, that... I don't know if that's I don't know. It's just some that's just some scuttlebutt I heard. That'll put asses in seats. Oh, oh damn, you nasty. Yeah, can't you can't you wait to see Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan? I'd watch that. 
Yeah, but I wouldn't be excited about it. I'd watch it on a random dynamite. Any hoozle. Any hoozle. Ray Phoenix runs out. He gets his ass beat. Then Moxley comes out. Oh. But then Kenny comes out with his red boots. Ah. Uh. I can't remember what he did. Did he hit him with the boot or something? I don't remember. I don't remember. But I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I must have blacked out because I didn't write anything. I just wrote at the end Moxley and Phoenix stand tall. Yeah, Moxley knocks out Kenny and makes him take a little nap. Here's what I have to say about everything that's happening with Kenny. Now, I love Kenny. Oh. Kenny's one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. But. With this character he does, this bad guy character, I feel like everything is an inside joke that I'm not a part of. So I was just saying this to you the day. So, okay, let's start with the the cleaner girls. Like, I know he, he was called the cleaner, but what's with them being, like, in 80s leotards? Because it's just fun. I feel like it's an inside joke I'm not a part of. And then when he gets announced the whole North Carolina thing... Do you know the backstory of that? I, I don't. I mean, there's probably a backstory, but again, I feel like it's another inside joke I'm not a part of. And now, like, okay, so Kenny has red boots. It, is it just because the Good Brothers are from... I Somebody said they're from Nashville. I thought they lived in, like, fucking Florida and Georgia, but, like, something about Nashville. So because they're from Nashville, and now Kenny has red boots he hurts people with? I could have sworn, and maybe I'm wrong, but I could have sworn that when they came out for this match, they billed them as being from Tokyo. Yeah, I don't... See, I don't know. I feel like everything with Kenny is a joke I'm not a part of. So it's like, things are happening, and it's like, I guess they're funny? Is it funny? Am I missing something? I mean, I'm amused by most of it. How amused are you? This isn't Matchgate, but it's a legit, it's not rhetorical. Like, how amused are you? Like, how amusing do you find the cleaner girls? How amusing do you find the red boots? I don't find the red boots amusing. <laughs> I like his entrance. It's ridiculous. I know, doesn't it feel like... some? In, I, I know I've said it like ten times now, doesn't it feel like some inside joke? Oh, absolutely. It's it's a little indulgent. People's inside jokes aren't funny to other people. It it feels very indulgent. I don't know. And this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Oh, this is going to be very unpopular. But I'm oh. going to say it. I'm clenching over here. <laughs> I don't dig this Kenny run. Oh. And the whole Bullet Club thing. I don't dig it. I don't fucking dig. Like, yeah, oh my god, I'm gonna be fucking wrestling canceled. Is this a thing? Is it a thing to be wrestling canceled? It's about to be. I'm about to voice an opinion that's very unpopular, but I think secretly a lot of people agree with this. What's going on with the Bullet Club right now feels very like some sad ass ripoff DX. Jesus. Christ. I said it. I said it. That's how it feels to me. And I know there's people out there who agree with me. And I just want John Moxley to be champion again. You will be. Please. I don't like this. I really don't like the stuff with Impact. 
I don't like the stuff. Uh, I'm there with you. I feel like I was Impact, really excited at first, but now I'm like, okay. Impact needs to be limited to the Good Brothers. Like that's that's kind of cool. But I don't like this cross promotion. Like now, oh, fucking private parties gonna go challenge for their tag titles. It's like why? Well, that's still the Good Brothers. I mean, that's true, but <sighs> I don't know. What is it I want? I want more John Moxley, more Pack, more Eddie Kingston, more Lance Archer, more Lucha Bros. And you'll get there, but this whole next year is gonna be the fucking Bullet Club implosion and then dark order and hangman dark order yeah like i mean i just see the booking being you know and not to play booker but it feels like they're setting up the whole you know heel bullet club running wild and then hangman comes back with his new friends to to take... i feel like i could probably get into that i could definitely get into that but we got to get to the part where Hangman has a family, because that's that's what's going to make it. My boy needs a family. Let the boy have a family. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Am I real loud on there, or is it you? Uh, I think it, that's fine. That's, that's what's fine. in parameters. But, anyway, okay, who's a stud of the night? Stud of the night, easily, Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. I feel like my stud of the night is Jungle Boy. I can see that. I feel like he... Well, they both killed it, but Jungle Boy won. So I'm going with Jungle Boy. So yeah, my start of the night is Jungle Boy. That was legit in every way. Loved um, it. Yeah, you could definitely... And I normally don't, like, super love FTR. But I thought Dax looked so impressive. Like, that match just had such great pacing and storytelling and build. That's what I'm looking for, baby. That was the gold right there. And then Dud of the Night. I got my opinion. Let me hear yours, because I don't have one, I don't think. Shaq. Shaq's a dud. You can't call him a dud. He's not even, he doesn't give a shit about this. Exactly. He's on, but, well, they're building it into such a big fucking angle. They've been building this angle for months now. He can't be the dud if he doesn't give a rat's ass about wrestling. He's on the show. He's no. on the show in a high position on the card. I here. mean, I guess you could pick whoever you want, but Shaq's definitely not the dud. Oh, he's the dud of the night. Wait, who's my dud of the night? Who's my dud? Think of another dud besides Shaq. Shaq's the dud of the night here. Especially since Cody is exempt. I don't have I don't I guess I don't have one, so it can be whatever. I mean, that was just a pitiful sh like he didn't have to cut i don't really that. care about this shag shag is like he does not care about this so i don't care if he does a good job or not well if he doesn't care about it why are they bringing his stupid ass in why not let him you know go back to hawking pizzas and you know what do you mean hawking shag does like 20 different things he really does yeah shag fucking does it all Shaq's just living his best life. I don't know why you're coming after Shaq. Someone needs a paycheck. Leave Shaq alone. Fuck. <laughs> Hashtag leave Shaq alone. Leave him the fuck alone. He's living his best life. He's doing his thing. There's, for someone who doesn't get... He's actually putting more effort into it than any other fucking famous person they've had. I mean... <laughs> I mean, when the high bars, Mike Tyson falling asleep with the fucking belt oh on my his God. side. 
Fine, I guess. Let's, uh, all right, don't talk about it anymore. Oh. You're, you're, you're done is a stupid pick. Can you pick a good one? That sucked. Yeah, you got nothing, do you? I don't need your sass. Uh, Fine. The dud of the night is either Shaq or nothing. Fine. Find something. No dud of the night. There's no dud of the night. Or if there is, I already forgot what it is. Doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, that was Dynamite for the 27th. Already the first month of this year gone. Where does the time go? <laughs> and everything's just as shitty as it was before. Uh, but Dynamite is good. You know, I saw the ratings and the ratings... Slipping. The ratings are slipping. What's that about? I have no idea. I don't know. It was a good show. So, I if you haven't it. watched it, go watch it. And, uh, I guess that's it. We'll be back next week. Yes, we'll be back next week. We'll try to do our shows on Wednesday, too. Yes. We've we got to be better about this. We do. <laughs> we're, we're not very on-time people. No. No, that's not our way. <laughs> but, yep, that was Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm George. I'm Melissa. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.